again, I'm Phil Dobby. Welcome to the Vantage Performance Podcast. Now, we've already spoken a little with Michael Fingland in the last Vantage Performance Podcast about the need for a high-performance culture. Now, if you haven't uh, heard that podcast, it's worth a listen because he was basically saying companies that run into difficulty and have to go through a turnaround process come out the other side as a high-performance organization. So why not be a high-performance company, even if you haven't hit hard times? That way you can secure your business future. So let's expand on that a little with Barbara Ald, who's a director at Vantage Performance, who has significant experience driving organizational performance across many top companies in many sectors. Now, I guess the obvious reason, uh, Barbara, is that companies need to drive for performance improvement is because competition is uh, uh, becoming more intense these days, particularly globally. It is. It is. It is really, um, it's really hurting. It's hurting a lot of companies. And in the end, we have to change some of the things that we have done in the past because they're not going to not going to work in today's market. Um, I'm noticing across a lot of companies the flow-on effect that's coming, you know, globally as well as locally across businesses. You know, suppliers are affected across the chains, and so are customers as well. So. You can't stand alone in this climate and and just be okay. You need to do something about it. And I don't want to bag Australian businesses, but are we different to the rest of the world in this? Have we felt, you know, because of our geographic isolation, have we felt a little bit protected from the rest of the world and now all of a sudden, you know, the truth is coming home to roost? I think you're right. I think that is what it is. That We we have been quite lucky that we we haven't really faced a lot of really severe um, experiences through our economic climate. But uh, what that means is there are a lot of um, business owners and CEOs that just don't have the experience Mm. to handle distress or severe business pressure. Um, You know, they're really not sure how to deal with it. Right. And and what is the sorts of things? Because you said there's things that they're doing and they continue to do them wrong. What sort of things are we talking about? Well, in the end, I think people become comfortable with what's worked in the past. So, yeah. um, and, and I think that what you were saying before, a little bit of complacency, you know, we think we're okay, is one of the biggest things that probably happens. Um, a lot of owners and, and CEOs have said, right, well, it will improve, so we'll just wait. Um, and effectively, in the past, that might have worked, but it's not going to cut it in today's market. So. Yeah, it should be against the law, shouldn't it, in a boardroom <laughs> to say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Because by that approach, we would all be uh, driving around with carts being pulled by horses. Exactly, exactly. And in today's market, that actually is a very risky and foolhardy approach. Um, because if they don't take action and if they don't change what they're doing, they won't live to see, you know, a future successful business. Some might, but, you know, they're going to find it really hard. But a, a lot of businesses won't make it through without a significant change to what they're doing. So it's, um, a, lack of, so it's a lack of experience, you're saying, then, or it's, it's, it's a lack of yeah. understanding on how to, how to improve performance. And I guess that, I mean, the, uh, they're more or less the same thing, but lack of experience says um, that perhaps you're not even noticing that you need to improve performance, whereas that is even worse, I guess, than understanding that you need to do it, but not quite sure how to start to try and fix the issue. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, you know, the unknowing, the knowing versus the unknowing. Yeah, Um, yeah, both have to be taken into account. And, you know, the solutions that um, 
you know, that will need to be looked at will be, you know, very different to what's been there in the past and many of them will be untried. You know, retail's a, a good example. You know, that industry will never be the same. Um, it's, you know, changed forever due to online and, and changing consumer habits globally and that they need to look at their supply models. You know, it, it really is a different day. Lots of companies seem to say, well, we're facing greater competition. We need to make cuts. And there's almost like there's this this attitude with, with some companies. Look, we're going to make cutbacks in staff. And in other words, we're going to throw things in the air and see what happens. Hope that the people who are left can find a more productive way of working and will shake out some sort of new structure. I suspect that's quite common thinking because you very often see companies cut back and then it's just a complete disaster because they just can't meet demand or do the things that they were doing before. It's a very dangerous approach, but you see a lot of companies doing it, don't you? You do, you do, and I think that comes back to the fact that, uh, you know, when it gets to a time of change and when you've got to make significant change or re-look at your business, you really have to review your strategy. And if you don't review the strategy and just take individual actions, and like you said, just cutting costs, cutting heads to start with and a few other things, it, it won't make it, you know. You really have to check with the strategy, you know, is it going to deliver future growth and increase profitability, you know, are you sustainable for the longer term? Um, and once you've done that and had a look at that, uh, effectively then you start looking at, well, what components of that uh, will lead you to the strategy that you've got to have to survive and be future-proof? Well, there's the first step, which most companies wouldn't know how to embark on. How do we look at our strategy? Uh, and this is where it all goes wrong in the beginning, isn't it? Because, again, they'll say, well, there's nothing wrong with our strategy. It's, it's obviously just in the execution that we've got problems. Uh, many companies wouldn't want to go as far back as, as, as looking at the, you know, the, their whole reason for being it. You know, it, 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 they're there because they're there. That was decided a long time ago. Um, let's just look at how we execute on that. I think you're right. There's a lot of pride that gets caught up um, with um, this topic and, um, you know, we haven't done anything, you know, wrong or or we've done it well. It's just other things have changed. And that's okay if if that's how how business owners and CEOs can come to the party to actually improve their business. That's all right. Often it's it's, um, a, a case of not talking about going back to the past so much as to say making sure that the strategy moving forward from this point on is is aligned and is right um, and is relevant. I think it's probably the biggest word that I would use with it. Uh, relevance is, is the key. So what um, sort of things in the strategy? Is it looking at sort of the boundaries of what sort of services you deliver? Definitely. It's, it's, you know, often it gets down like at the moment, you know, you've got declining sales, eroding margins. So effectively looking at, you know, what, what, what you are delivering, what services or products you are delivering, what type of margins you're making on them. Are those products still successful in the market? Are they going to have a future? Uh, you know, is, is it a short-term future, long-term? Looking at where you're going to be in another two years and another five years, another ten years, you know, what's going to take you there? It's one to kind of say, I've got a good business and it's great today or, you know, things are down a bit, but basically it's good and it'll last. It's not, it's not looking at what consumers will want moving forward and what businesses will want moving forward. So it's very insular to just go, yes, we've had a good model and it's fine. You've really got to look at all the changing 
uh, conditions and changing um, consumer sentiment and business sentiment as well. Yeah, but that insularity is the issue, isn't it? Because people yeah. doing this job for so long will think, well, we are, we are the experts in this. We understand our market uh, because we've been doing it for so long. And um, again, I guess it gets back to not knowing what you don't know. Exactly, and often we find that really uh, where um, you can add value is is when you look at it internally, because you're emotionally connected to the outcomes, uh, sometimes you can't look at it uh, objectively. So it's often worthwhile to get uh, independence when reviewing the strategy, doing it with uh, people that can look at it cold and just say, look, you know, you really need to look at these areas. Question, you know, will that still work? Um, just provide a level of objectivity to the exercise, uh, we find is really key because the emotion in it is quite strong um, and and the knowing and the unknowing uh, comes into that as well. Um, but, you know, now is just the perfect time to, to take this on. Often companies are looking for a reason to maybe restructure, to, to look at changing something. So I think a lot of companies know that some change is required, but sometimes it's about, well, how do I actually start this process and what reason will I give that I'm doing it? But, but I think the platform is now set, set globally and locally. Um, you know, that this really is, is the right time, if there's ever a right time, mm. to, to look at your business and uh, restructure, transform, whatever you've got to do, now is the time, the perfect time to do it because if you don't do it within this time frame of where the world is actually suffering, um, you won't come out the other side yeah. in the same condition as companies that do. Or you might not come out the other side at all, which is the bigger worry, of course, isn't it? So so is it all about future-proofing the business or can you, or should you be, should most companies be expecting that, you know, if, they, if they're, they're driving these changes, they're going to see some sort of improvement almost immediately to their bottom line. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, yes, you're right, Phil. You can talk about future-proofing, which is correct, but any changes that they make now will actually impact straight away. I mean, a lot of businesses, you know, the key areas of pain is cash flow shortage at the moment. You know, people are, uh, you know, seeing the, the highs and lows and they're getting caught in that. Um, but you can make changes that once you start looking at the areas of... Um, uh, the, the touch points, you know, which are, you know, margins, productivity, efficiencies, um, you know, effectively you will make real, uh, real improvements uh, straight away that will impact your cash flow and your profitability. Because the other thing that's there too in doing that, um, you know, one of the things that has changed as well, and I think, you know, it's talked about quite a bit, you know, funding is becoming more difficult. Um, a lot of businesses think that raising capital uh, will fix their cash flow issues, and uh, mm. they couldn't be they couldn't be more wrong. It's a dangerous uh, way of thinking, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Look, it, but it is a very common. Unfortunately, it's a very common way of thinking. But it, things have changed, and banks, in particular, for um, debt lending, have become very you know very conservative, and their hurdles are high. And you know, businesses in the past, you know, would have said, "Oh well, I'll just ask the bank. Can I have an increase on my facilities, just to tide me through this period of time?" Well, you know, nearly every business is asking for that, so it, it really isn't an option uh, anymore. That they have to prove to their bankers that they actually are going to be profitable. Uh, they're making all the decisions to improve their businesses, and they're they're actually taking proactive action. 
um, to ensure that the banks are not taking any more risk. Do you know? Do you know? As we get older, I wonder whether you know. I wonder whether uh, my experience is fairly common. When I was a young lad, and I was I was keen to get ahead, I just thought you just had to work hard. And uh, and you know, I was born in the north of England. I had this whole Protestant work ethic thing uh, ingrained in me, uh, which was you know, you're not going to amount to anything unless you really work very hard. And the harder you worked, the more successful you'd be. But of course, you realise perhaps too late that actually you've got to work. <laughs> it's not just working hard. You've got to work smarter. And I'm wondering how many people in business are thinking you know it's going to be very difficult to make this business more productive to increase productivity because everyone is working flat out in this organization uh, and uh, you know uh, the, the idea that perhaps they could even work less if they work smarter is hard to comprehend for some people because they just assume that they are working at their, their most productive levels now it is and I, I agree with you i think that is a common uh, common view and I think, again, that's an area, too, where sometimes some objectivity in that process is what's mm. required as well. Because when you're in the middle of something, you can't really see out too well. You know, you, you, you're working in the business, but, you know, the aim at this point to actually improve the business to work on it. Uh, so you've got to bring yourself back out. And sometimes you'll need some help with that. Where, you know, leadership's a critical area, you know, to really get real performance improvement. Improvement. And leaders uh, definitely need assistance to kind of get through this uh, current economic period. And that's at a business level and a personal level. Yeah. And, and, and they just need, and again, the ego needs to be uh, stepped aside. And because, uh, I mean, the, the other thing is the leader might not be the right leader, but then there's, there's probably not too many people who are good at this sort of stuff. So you might as well train the people who you've got in place uh, and, uh, and make them able to lead more high performance organizations. Well, exactly. And look, you know, um, Michael's exactly right. Like high performance teams are a key for business success. You know, that this is, you need strong alignment at a strategic and cultural level. And, you know, people are the key component of successful business transformations. And and on, on the contrary side, you know, uh, people issues represent, you know, a, a fair proportion of all business issues. Mm. Yeah. So, critical to be looked at um, but yeah there, there's no shame in asking for advice but I think that's why now that's why I feel now is the right time because you know at various times through a business's life you, you might go I need some assistance with this um, things are not quite working how I thought they would but in the current climate everybody or, or a majority of companies are struggling with various components of their, their business models and their, their performance. And this is the time to go, well, you know what, this is not about me. It's not something I'm not doing or the business is not doing. Things are changing and I need to change with them. Yeah, and it's very clear, isn't it? As you look around the world, you don't need to look too far. Big brand names that have been around for years are disappearing. Other companies clearly grasping the opportunity and expanding. I mean, that, that is as clear as day and you just got to choose which side of the fence you want to be on. You do, and it, it really is a bit soul-destroying when you see, you know, some of the big names and brands that have gone that you never thought would. Um, and, yeah, it really brings it back home that, you know, you just can't rest on your laurels and you can't be complacent with this and you can't sit around and wait. You really need to take action now to ensure that you're, you're going to be there for the longer haul. Right. A very clear message. Do something today. Well, if not today, you know, you can have the weekend off, but uh, <laughs> certainly do something next week. Barbara, I appreciate your time. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you very much, Phil.